0: Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All
1: right, we're rolling along here. Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. Guests on the Goodyear hotline, a happy, merry, everything Christmas, and the whole thing. We're having, um, you know, it's a busy week here, crazy time here, particularly in New York, where we live, and we hope that we can put a little smile on your face as we go through the world of sports, despite the struggles of your teams, perhaps certainly in the case of our teams. Um, and and we are delighted every time you choose to hang out with us here. We will have time in a half hour for your calls. We'll do the traditional Monday hot takes. So I'll tell you when to dial it up, and we will get to those. Very quickly, you heard the big news from Christine Lisi right there at the top of the Sports Center, and that is that the Browns did not get either of their quarterbacks tested out of the COVID today. So the Browns play the Raiders tonight. I, I think there had been some hope that either Baker Mayfield or Case Keenum, or I guess in theory both of them, might test back in because they're sort of loosening up some of these guidelines on COVID availability for players, but they did not. So Nick Mullins will start tonight against the Raiders. All three of you guys, all three assembled members of the hashtag crew believe the Raiders are going to win this game tonight as a result. I do not. Hmm. I like the Browns. They're not winning because of their quarterback play. Their quarterback play has been below average. Let me ask you a question right now. Who's a better player, Jimmy Garoppolo or Baker Mayfield?
2: Jimmy Garoppolo.
1: Who's a better player, Kirk Cousins or Jimmy Garoppolo? Kirk Cousins. Really? hmm We think Kirk Cousins is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Who is better than Baker Mayfield?
2: Yeah, Baker's quite low on the list, this year at least. I mean, ba- Baker has failed, has failed miserably as a drop-back quarterback. He can hand the ball off, and he can operate play action. But there are 50 quarterbacks in the league that can do that, probably including Nick Mullins.
1: See, I think they may be better. I, I don't think that they're any worse off. You're making my point for me. And the Raiders are a team that is just, I, for all, look, all the stuff that's happened to them and everything, mm-hmm. I don't believe in them at all. So I like, the, I like the Browns tonight. And then we got Vikings-Bears tonight, which is another, it's an interesting game. I mean, it's an interesting game because the Vikings have a lot to play for in the playoff race. And the Bears, you know, you want to continue. This is, this is where, so you could walk out of the season as a Bears fan having had a terrible year. You could walk out of it feeling pretty good. Because this last month of the season is where if you start to see Justin Fields take a step, you start to see him make a move, you start to see him look like the quarterback you're hoping he is going to become, like he's starting to blossom into that, you could walk out of the season feeling pretty good about yourself.
2: Or maybe talk yourself into maybe giving Matt Nagy another year. No, don't do that. No,
1: there's no way in the world they're going to do that. But I think you do talk yourself into this is a pretty attractive situation because someone is going to want to come coach. Justin Fields and we'll see where it goes. That, that's that's you know, if you look at some of the different like like my team, we've got the rookie quarterback and it, it couldn't be going worse. Like I can't fathom how badly this is going. It it it's 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 worse than I imagined. Like whatever the worst case scenario that I envisioned was, this is worse. The only thing worse is Jacksonville, <laughs> like Jacksonville is worse. Like it, it, we hired Urban Meyer, <laughs> legendary, winningest college coach of all time. If you had told me he's going to be he's going to humiliate the organization time after time after time and they're going to fire him with cause after 13 games, that's worse.
2: I think you're right. I also think that Zach Wilson, at least based upon what I've seen, he has to lead the NFL in sideline shots on his Microsoft Sur- Surface Pro like he is always by himself like there's never even anyone next to him he's always looking at <laughs> looking at the iPad they don't have anyone
1: to sit next to him <laughs> I mean, come on who would sit next to him <laughs> Like, like they don't have a person to do it. The offensive coordinator is up in the booth, and, and, and they You're don't have to anyone down. Now he's all by himself. I mean, he's it's, by himself. They've left him all by himself. Literally, it's terrible. It, it, it's like what is the movie Home Alone? And I don't mean that just because he looks like a little kid, but I mean it's like you know Home Alone. Macaulay Culkin is sitting all by himself, and he's like, ah, I guess I'm all by myself. That's how Zach Wilson has 100%. to feel. Right now. All right, let's do. Uh, let's do. I'm sorry. What?
2: I'm sorry. What? what, what, what? I'm, sorry.
0: what, what? I'm sorry.
1: What? I'm sorry.
0: What? I'm sorry, what?
1: All right, it's a new no special, I'm sorry, what? Today, this is interesting people saying interesting things. I said, just find me the most interesting sound bites you can, and let's see what we've got today. So let's start with Joe. Of course, he picked Joe Judge to begin. <laughs> so Joe Judge, coach of the Giants, after they played, I don't know, a, a football game yesterday in which they set offensive football back at least a decade, right? I mean, the NFL is at least a decade worse for having seen the Giants play offensive football yesterday. What did you tell me how many how much money has Mike Glennon made in his career?
2: Mike Glennon has earned $32 million in That's the a, NFL. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money.
1: Um so Joe Judge was asked the question, to what do you attribute uh, to what do you attribute all the miscues on offense? And here's what Judge said.
3: Well, the turnovers, you know, obviously, you know, we made mistakes in how we're going, you know, pushing the ball down the field a little bit. Uh, in terms of the execution, we got to make some plays and make, you know, good judgment, good decisions. You know, we got to make sure we have better ball security at the end of the first half uh, and not turn the ball over right there and put the defense in position. You have to go back on the field and play defense. Oh, you know, God. that being said, you know, we got to have better execution with it. Uh, the fall starts. You know, We've got to have better poise in there and better control. Uh, there's no nothing that makes it acceptable right there. It's not something we accept at any point in time, Jordan. So, Again, I don't think there's any one reason for it. We got to make sure we clean that up right there and, you know, make sure the guys that are, you know, committing these issues that we put them through exactly what they need to do to correct it. Make sure it never repeats again.
4: What?
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of words. My God.
4: That was so many words to say. I like it, Joe. He's talking about, what are you going to make them run laps? Like, (laughs) what are you doing? Like, oh, these guys have been making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Like, at some point, you're just not very good. You know what's funny? Joe Judge talks like the coach of a
1: well-coached team. <laughs> like, if you listen to him talk, you would think that we're a very well co- – but they're mm-hmm. actually – they don't look like a well-coached team at all. I'm they fired that's
0: how we got the job.
1: They fired their offensive coordinator. To be clear, they, they've already fired the person in charge of their offense during the season, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, you can't say, well, the coaches have done that. No, you, one of them did it so badly you fired him – and now I just spent 40 seconds talking about how, things that, like, if you had a four-year-old in the room, he would know all the things that would just say, "Well, we got to clean those things up." Well, no duh. What do you mean we got to clean? Them? Of course we got to clean them up. Well, we fumbled and turned the ball over and stunk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah. I actually was actually I was actually surprised because I would have probably bet money that Joe would have been the coach who, or after the game, would have been like, would have called out the Giants fans right. for letting all the Cowboys fans come in oh. and been like. Oh, I got a message for all you fans. We're out here giving our all, and you gotta come in here and support us on Free Medium Soda Day. <laughs> Drink what your were soda. you thinking? To you know, you guys, I saw the Cowboys fans out here. That was descri- I would have bet anything that would have been what Joe Judge would have done because he seems like that type of guy who would have turned on the Giants fans. So we got to find that. I'm sure it was somewhere yesterday.
1: How do you give up your tickets on Free Medium Soda Day?
2: <laughs> I know, it's it's unheard of. What like was- I. Those aren't refillable, right? Because they're not, like, I think the larges are refillable because, because I went to a Giants game oh, a couple do you weeks get ago. Multiple
0: free medium sodas?
2: No, because the larges, they're made, of like, they're made of, like, plastic. They're made of, like, you can bring them home, you can refill them and stuff. I'm pretty sure the mediums are, like, the, the flimsy ones, so you can only get one. Like, they're not even talking about a refill situation.
1: Can, can we just have a quick conversation about this? In what meeting did people get together and say, you know, we're, we're having a tough year? Let's do something for the fans, something that'll maybe keep them coming in the ballpark, something that'll show them some appreciation. Let's throw it around the room. What do you got? Herbie, what do you like? I don't know. How about we give them free medium sodas? Sounds good. You're a genius. <laughs> Promote that, man. Let's do it. Get the word out do you there. you think
0: someone first suggested large, and they're like, don't be ridiculous? <laughs> what are you,
1: insane? No, well, medium. Be, or, or how about if someone had said free small sodas, and they went, no, we can't just do that. Let's hike it up to a medium. Like, which would be worse, if they'd started at large or yeah, started at small? Why is there even a medium? Like, why do you have three sizes of soda? And then some other
0: person is in the corner like, should we try winning? And they're like, get out.
1: <laughs> that's it. It will be insane. Um, they, they gave, I want to make sure everyone in America is aware of what I'm talking about. The Giants had a, what do you call this is this even a promotion
4: so we actually have the email that they send to fans (laughs) oh let's hear it so (laughs) this one is as part of a fan appreciation day pepsi is excited to provide all giant season ticket members with a free medium-sized fountain soft drink at this sunday's game to redeem this offer blah 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 so yeah so they sent that to the medium soda. uh, medium uh, medium medium-sized fountain soft drink yes
1: so does that suggest that you could? What else is a fountain site? What else is a fountain uh, any soft other drink? Pepsi, you get a bottle.
4: Maybe you get a uh, diet Pepsi if if you're into that stuff. I don't know. <laughs> Why are there? medium like
1: it just strikes me that's a very specific size to have at a football game like honey i'm, I'm going over to get something for the uh, concession stand do you need anything get me some peanuts get me a hot dog and get me a soda well what size do you want i don't know what size do they have there's three options get the hell away from me there should be two just do you want a big one or a small correct. one correct and get on with my day correct.
2: what's amazing about this greenie though is that they were braggadocious they, they blasted this out to the season ticket email list. Like This is not a, an understated, like, oh, by the way, in case you haven't heard. This is, this is them advertising this free promotion.
1: Hey, everybody, you're not going to believe
2: this. But if you come to the game this weekend, you could get a free medium soda. And they didn't even hide it because in the subject line it says free fountain soft drinks for giant season ticket members on Sunday. This is not like a free promotion. Click on this. They, they, they genuinely thought this was a good deal. Oh,
1: good God. Uh, this is Greeney. Uh, join us on the Goodyear hotline. That's where all our guests appear, making the plays that move you forward. Goodyear more driven. All right, I'm going to break briefly on that thought. We'll get to a couple of the other sound bites here, including Bill Belichick doing something that you don't hear him do often. We have Nuno's notes to come and then your calls, your hot takes on the way as we roll on. This is Greeney on ESPN Radio. Greeney, the podcast.
3: H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y.
1: Let me through, uh, run through some more of the good sound bites from yesterday. We didn't get to enough of them yesterday. Uh, let's hear John Harbaugh. This is John after going for the two yesterday on why he decided to go for the two.
4: Yeah, I'm just going to try to get the win right there. You know, in, in overtime, I think our chances of winning right there were a little bit higher than in overtime, maybe, if you calculate it out. But I felt good about it, felt we had a good play, and uh, you know, again, they made a really good play. I got to give that safety a lot of credit for getting out there and tipping that ball. And they threw a bad ball. I did not
1: like the play call, and I did not love the decision to go for the two there. Rodgers is still going to have 40 seconds to try and beat you in regulation. I like the way my quarterback is playing. I don't know. It just feels to me like you have the whole game going in your direction. Why put everything on one play? We don't make this. With games over, We lose. I feel like there was more game to be played out in that scenario. I, one way or another, football is a game that I still think has to be managed by the gut. I get that baseball and basketball, because of the number of possessions or the, in, in basketball and the number of games in baseball, you do things by the analytics. Because all analytics are based upon, well, if you did this a thousand times, here's how it would turn out. And in baseball, you're going to do it a thousand times. In football, you're not. Every little individual, like, like I'll make a... An analogy i always relate these things to um to blackjack in blackjack you can never tilt the odds to where you have an advantage over the house never no matter what you do if you if you do everything right if you follow the analytics of blackjack if you will and i mean there are books that you can read about it and all that kind of stuff that tell you exactly what to do when you should hit when you should stick when you should split all that stuff that the best you can ever get to i think is like 48 percent or something like that because if you could tilt it to 52 percent There would be no big buildings in Vegas. People would take all of their money away. So you can't ever get this to a place where you feel certain. I think you do have to go with some gut in football. And if I were coaching Baltimore yesterday, my gut would have told me, I kind of think we have this game going the way we want it. I'm going to let it play out.
2: I don't have an issue with that. The issue that I have is that the Ravens and John Harbaugh are sort of selectively applying the analytics and selectively applying the gut. The, the Chargers have this thing right with Brandon Staley. They just always do the, the, do the analytics. Other teams always go by gut. And yesterday, John Harbaugh missed a mark on both occasions. He chose not to go for two when they were down eight, when the numbers said that's what they should do. And they chose to go for it. Uh, When they were down by one point, when the analytics said the smartest thing to do was kick it, he went 0 for 2 in those situations.
1: Yeah, so I, I think Harbaugh may have gotten it wrong. Now, again, I think he deserves coach of the year consideration just for having his team in the thick of things. They've lost everybody. They're out there playing with nobody, and they're right in the mix. They're, they're, they've lost three straight games by a total of four points. That means they're something like five plays away. I mean, they literally lose by an inch yesterday and by an inch in the game against Pittsburgh, and they lose by two to Cleveland. They're like five plays away from being 11-3. and three.
2: It's the first instance in the history of the NFL that a team has lost three consecutive games by four or fewer points, and it happened to the Ravens just now. And like you said... So this team is, what, three, four, five plays away from having three wins more. They probably deserve to have three wins fewer. It goes to show you how good a job that John Harbaugh is doing. So
1: he, it does, and, and I also admire his willingness to be second-guessed. Like, that's the harder decision. It's much easier to defend not doing it. So I admire everything about John. doesn't mean I think he got it right. In that case, I think he got it wrong. But that doesn't mean he isn't a great coach and that I don't admire the guts it takes to make the decision. You know, if you're a business owner, it can be tough to hire top talent. But when you post a job on ZipRecruiter, you get qualified candidates sent to you. Then you can easily invite your top choices to apply. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash G-R-E. E-N-Y, right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. All right, one more thing before the calls. What's going on, Nuno? Not much, Greeny. Nuno is a unique personality. There's just that je ne sais quoi. He puts notes on all of the games into the Google Doc for me. I'm definitely a survivor. And I like it. I just enjoy it. Nuno's Notes.
4: There I'm are sure. Nuno's.
1: Let's do it. I did it again. <laughs>
2: you always do that. I can't not talk My over the God. end of that.
1: What do you say at the end of that? I never even hear it because I talk over it. What does Nuno say? Okay. or does no one let's here do do it. Sure. sure oh let's do it anything. i'm not sure what he says anyway i keep losing it so these are the notes that nuno put in the google doc just in case i don't watch the games <laughs> i think i think nuno's thinking as well i'm the producer of the show i got to make sure greeny is all set to go i'll give him some takes to give in the unlikely event he decided not to watch football on a sunday so here are some of the takes colts patriots he writes pat qb just isn't good enough yet to beat good teams Let me hear that one again from you, there, Nuno. Because I mean, they've played these these three. It's four tough games against three good teams, right? And they are now two and one, and they get Buffalo again this week. You put that one the other night on Mac Jones.
4: Yeah, I just thought that he had the opportunity there to make some plays, and they just didn't. When the game was actually in doubt, and the game, and he just didn't make them. Right? I think those interceptions early on. Yeah. Uh, I just, I take that Buffalo game out of it because the weather was so bad. So yes, they beat him, but like no one could throw in that. So I think this was that first real test, and he failed it.
1: I think it is the first time you've looked at it and said. Mac Jones looks like he could be the reason they don't win playoff games, right? Like, you haven't felt that way yet. I agree with you. but The Buffalo game is just a wash. They only threw three passes. If they play in that kind of wind, I guess it's a, a whole other story. But this was the first time you watched a game, especially that pick in the red zone early in that game, that really kind of changes the complexion of what's going on. That is the first time watching them. I thought to myself, he could wind up being the reason they don't go to the Super Bowl. The next Nuno note, Cowboys over the Giants, he writes, for the love of God, just end the season. Oops, sorry, wrong New York team, but same feeling. The Giants clinched their fifth straight 10 loss seasons. Five straight 10 loss seasons. The the state of New York football right now (laughs) is such that the Giants have five straight 10 loss seasons and the Jets have the longest current streak of not making the playoffs. All 31 teams in the NFL have been in the playoffs more recently. So the two New York teams, I mean, we could not stink more with the football in New York City. It's
2: unbelievable. It's impossible to believe. Although I will say this. In looking at the box score, the Giants' offense, and this will probably irk Bubba a tad, the Giants' offense averaged more yards per play yesterday than Dallas did. <laughs> the Giants averaged five yards per play on offense. The Cowboys averaged 4.7 yards per play on offense, so it's easy to give Mike Lennon a hard time about what he did and what he didn't do. But the Cowboys didn't look much better to me.
1: But perhaps not, but Mike Lennon threw for 99 yards and three interceptions. <laughs> okay, so he,
2: He's the worst quarterback I've seen this year. I, I, am
1: not, I am not ceasing to give him a hard time about that, okay? The medium soda was the best thing about the experience if you were a Giant fan <laughs> yesterday. On um, the Dolphins beating the Jets, I, I really do want to address this one because he writes, Nuno writes, not trying to be mean. Out of all the rookie quarterbacks who started this year, has Wilson looked the worst? Is the answer to that? Yes. I mean, Trey Lance, you can't count. He hasn't played. You know who looks way better? And I told you this. This is why you need to listen to this radio show, because leading up to the draft, I told you Davis Mills is going to be an NFL player and he is he's good. You watch him play for Houston right now. They have a quarterback. Houston has a quarterback. He's going to be a good player. He was the number one recruit in the country once upon a time and had a variety of injuries at Georgia and then Stanford. He's a good player. So putting him in the mix, he's looked way better. Lance hasn't played. Matt Jones has obviously looked better. Justin Fields has looked better. Tr- and, um, between Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson, like which one are you more worried about, Hembo?
2: I'd be more worried about Zach Wilson. Because? because- because I'm more confident in the talent that I've seen from Trevor Lawrence and that a new coach will come in, wipe this late, and he'll probably be good. Zach Wilson looks totally clueless, and no one's there to help him.
1: Zach Wilson had his first real bristling with the New York media yesterday. They asked him about the fact that the offense just blatantly looks worse when he's running it than it did with other people, and he did not take that well.
0: Since you been back on the center, offense averaging 16 points. hasn't crossed the 300 yard mark since you've back. So how much... Does obviously not all on you, but how much responsibility falls on your shoulders that the offense hasn't been able to reduce the way it needs to to win games? Yeah, I don't worry about
2: any of that
1: stuff. Yeah, I don't worry about any of that stuff. And he just left it at that. I don't know if you could hear that clearly or not. But, look, th- this was going to get ugly at some point. It has gotten ugly. I mean, uh, it is unfortunate, and I will just move on from this thought. But it is unfortunate. that the, the New York Jets, are they have given you reason to be really, really worried about what looked like it should be or could be the best thing to happen to the franchise in a long time. It makes me very sad. Greenie, the podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's gift finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, All right, Greeny with you here as we continue to wish you and yours a very safe, healthy, and happy and Merry Christmas season here in holiday season. It's obviously a really complicated time for all of us in so many different ways. Find the joy wherever you can find it, family, friends, and particularly in our case, sports. And we're delighted that you're with us for this. And it is now time for you to be a part of Greeny Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line, ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. College football bowl season's here. Fans are hyped. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one that fans deserve. Let's do it, Bubba. Give me some calls here. We're looking for your hot takes. Serving them up hot after a weird weekend of football, one that is not over. We still have four games left to play this weekend, two tonight and two tomorrow. Bubba, who's first up?
0: Yeah, first up we have Joe. All
1: right, Joe, you're on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Joe, give me a hot take.
5: Greeny, I love you like a brother. Every Sunday I I watch your tweets on the Jets. But it is so much easier to be a Jets fan than a Vikings fan. Because every week, you know, you just know it's going to be a disaster. And they're going to finish out of the playoffs. The Vikings find new ways every week to somehow screw it up. And every year they start the season, they're supposed to be good. You don't have a disappointing team. Your team is exactly what you expect it to be. Am I right? It's, think about being, think of how the Vikes have lost this year. Detroit Lions beat them on the last play of the game, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. now they might make the playoffs. Sure, they might make the playoffs. They'll have to win three or four or four or four, but you wait. They'll lose the last game of the year and maybe crawl in, and then what happens? They get beat, and there's your season. So disappointing. See, to be a Detroit Lions fan or a Jets fan, you have it easy, right? Right.
1: I hear you, Joe. There's nothing in life better than low expectations. I totally understand that. I will say this the, Vi- the Vikings are, what's the word, relative to what they should be. I agree with you completely. They're a huge disappointment, right? I mean, you look between Jefferson and Phelan and Cook, who has better skill position guys than that? And Cousins gets paid like he's a star quarterback. And that coach is supposed to coach good defense. They do lose ridiculous games. I mean, just ridiculous games. And the one against the Lions. But who you can't who are you gonna blame but yourself for the game they lose to the Lions? They gave up a touchdown on the final play on the worst defense I've ever seen in my life. Joe, I hear you. Thank you very much for calling. I appreciate it. Who's next, Bubs? Our uh, friend of the show, Jeff and Queens. All right, Jeff, you're on the Dr. Pepper call in line. Give me a hot take.
6: No hot take really, but I got six down. I got three to go. To make NFL history from being the worst team in the league to actually maybe making the playoffs. And you know what? I know we got the Saints, the Titans, and the Patriots, but you know what? The Saints I watched yesterday, their offense is a joke. Mm-hmm. The Titans without King Henry are not the mighty Titans. And your team, the Patriots, who you were salvating off, they're the biggest fraud in the NFL. They're lucky they got the Jaguars to get their 10th win. But you know what? I got to ask you a quick question. Am I going to win a bet with my friends that are, one's a New York Jets fan, one's a Giants fan. I'm getting a half a game. Are uh, the Dolphins going to win more games than both those teams? Thanks, Greedy.
1: Well, you know, I was going to ask you: Is he still there? Is Jeff? Is he still there? Did, 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 yeah, Jeff. I, I'll yeah. tell you about your bet in a second. But answer me this question: Because obviously, I watch every snap yesterday. How, is Tua Tonga-Vailoa the, the quarterback of the future for your Miami Dolphins? Yes or no?
6: If I was the If I was the general manager, I would do everything possible to get me Deshaun Watson. I am not sold on Tua Tonga-Vailoa. I said before on your show, I think he's a product of Alabama football. Mm-hmm. I I wish I could go back in time because when you were doing that draft, I did so many mock drafts on the computer, and in not one of them did I draft the three guys that Chris Greer drafted that year, and every one of them I drafted Justin Herbert. Not because I watch a lot of college football. I did watch that last game when Justin Herbert won the, his, his bowl game, and he's just why draft a quarterback that's not bigger, stronger, faster, more durable, has a better arm? He's probably smarter because I know Justin Herbert's a smart kid. So why draft a kid that's coming off a major injury? It just made no sense to me. I like Tua. He's my quarterback. It's different. But please get me Deshaun Watson in the offseason. Right, you can't I- win in this league with a... Quarterback.
1: We'll, we'll see if, if Watson is, is eligible. There's the, the, obviously, there's a whole other list of issues there. In the meantime, Jeff's question. The Jets and Giants right now have combined for seven wins. The Dolphins have six. Which of those two teams winds up, do, do the Dolphins wind up winning more than the Jets and Giants combined? The Jets are playing Jacksonville. They have, a, I guess, a chance to win that. right? <laughs> yeah. They have if, a chance, yeah. If they don't have a chance to win that, then who are they beating? I can't I mean, wait for that game. It's going to be fun to watch. Who, who, they, who would they beat? Um, can you imagine I'm going to sit and watch that football game? Like, what is wrong with
2: me? What would have to be the fan appreciation giveaway? for Oh, a be medium willing... soda.
1: They may have to up it to a large. <laughs> they may have to go to a large soda to get me to come to that game. I, I'll say yes as the answer to your question, Jeff, just because it, it – it, I don't know the answer, and that seems like a reasonable way to look at it. You're going to win your games, and the Jets and Giants are not. Greeny on ESPN Radio. Bubba, who's next?
0: Yeah, speaking of soda, Rob would like to weigh in on the soda. Rob,
5: go. Mm.
1: I worked for Pepsi-Cola Company for about 40
5: years, and just ballparking some figures. I've been retired a few years, but just ballparking figures. A bag of Pepsi. Pepsi comes in a foil bag, a five-gallon bag.
1: Okay and that makes uh, x amount of sodas. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you the guy getting the attaboy on this was the guy that suggested the medium cup because it isn't in the Pepsi it's in the cost of the cups. The cups luck, the, the medium cup costs about a third of what that big 32 ounce plastic cup costs. So the giants were pinching some pennies, but this guy is being roundly applauded this morning at the, at the uh, uh, get together this morning with the, you know, the giants people and everything. He's a hero. Well done. It's It's in the cups. That's what we should have seen. See, it's always the thing you don't see coming. It's not in the soda. It's in the cups. Well, they say, how much we got? Roger, how much we got here? Well, we can give them if we give them medium sodas instead of large. But see, here's the problem. Mm. Just say in the in the release, we're going to give all fans a soda. Like, don't say the size Mm -hmm. because it sounds so bad. Mm -hmm. Like, there's something about the word medium that actually sounds worse than a small. (laughs) Like, if you had said, we're going to give everyone a small soda, you'd been like, okay, at least I'm getting something. But when they say we're going to give everyone a medium soda, you cannot help but your reaction being, what, you couldn't have given me a large, right? Like,
0: I agree. Honestly, I think if you give people the option, I think there would be plenty of people who would have been happy just to take a small or a medium. Right. Sure, there would have been a lot of people who would have gone with a large, but I think plenty of people would have just be like, oh, no, medium is fine. But no, I think, yeah, once you mm-hmm. exclusively say it's medium, people get mad. But if you just say, take whatever you want... People say, a small soda's fine. I'm not that thirsty. Just give me a small. Yeah. A medium's fine. I think they would actually probably would have made out fine, but they were so worried about it and ended up backfiring on them.
1: I, 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 to me, it's hilarious. It's like Jerry Seinfeld had a routine once where he said, the worst medal to win in the Olympics has got to be the silver. Now, if you win the bronze, at least he got something. If you win the gold, obviously you're a hero, but the silver, I missed it by an eighth of an inch, you know, like by an eighth of an inch, I could have had the gold medal. And I think there's a similarity to that here. If I'd gotten a small soda, I'd have said, oh, well, thank you for at least giving me something. I appreciate your appreciation, but the medium, not a fan of the medium. I don't even think they should have a medium. (laughs) I think, I think we should do away with the medium. We have too many sizes of things. Mm. Like, like I get it like in clothing, because you know people come in so many different sizes, but sodas. We really don't need
2: three options. Do, do, you, do you agree with that? I do agree with that. And I, like Bubba speculated earlier, And am honestly dying to have been a fly on the wall in the conversation with, with, with the Giants brass when they were negotiating the giveaway and the size of the cup. Because that would have honestly been true. Well, I think Roger what just
1: gave that? it to you. It's the cups. It's all about the price of the cups. Uh, this is Greeny on ESPN Radio <laughs> looking for your hot takes. Bubba, who's next? Yeah, let's go to Will. All right, Will, you're up with us here. Give me a hot take.
5: So, Kumon is going to end up sponsoring the NFL from now on so that college or these coaches can end up learning math. Three points is always better than zero. It costs the Chargers. Harbaugh would not have had to be in that situation yesterday if he had kicked a field goal instead of going for it on fourth and five. It's getting absurd that coaches are not kicking field goals when they can.
1: You're 100% right. Like, look, for anyone who didn't watch the game yesterday, Harbaugh in the first half goes for it on, I think it was fourth and five. I think that's right. Instead of kicking a chip shot field goal with the best field goal kicker ever. And, you know, it's easy to say looking back on it, but, you know, you, uh, you just turn your back on three points and you wind up losing by one. Brandon Staley has just made up his mind. He's going for it on every fourth down. And I get it. The analytics say if you do that a thousand times, it will wind up benefiting you. The problem is you don't have a thousand plays in a football game. Football, the law of scarcity, I think, has upends the value of analytics in football. It's not nearly as valuable in that sport as it is in baseball or in basketball. And I guess in hockey, too, I'm not nearly as knowledgeable on that, where the analytics come in on, on hockey decisions that are made. But they have enough games that, like, like I'm going to use a bad analogy, but when they used to tell me we shouldn't put instant replay in baseball, Joe Torre once said this directly to me, that... There are enough calls over the course of a season that they'll even out. You're going to get some good calls. You're going to get some bad calls. Five of them are going to benefit you. Five of them are going to hurt you. In the end, it's going to be a wash. I actually kind of buy that because if that is the case, then it's probably not worth the juice it's not worth the squeeze on all the stoppages and everything else. But in football, it's critical because every single one play is going to decide the game because there are just so few of them. And every game, there are only 16, now 17 games. So the scarcity of it, I think, skews the value of analytics. I, I, I'll say this. I would definitely have kicked the extra point at the end of the game yesterday if I'm Baltimore.
2: I do like your argument, but he, here's where I think it's wrong. If you're making these critical decisions, Brandon Thaley, for example, with the Chargers, and John, and John Harbaugh has, has obviously leaned on analytics a lot himself. You're making a decision based upon something that you at least can say that you know because you can run the win probability for every single scenario in every single game. If you're making the decision based on gut, you're making those decisions based on things that you think. And in life, generally speaking, I would rather opt on the side of objective. I would rather opt on making decisions based upon things that I know.
1: Here's where I disagree with you. Lose the music, Baba. I'm going to yell at Hembo now. Here's what I know. I know that in the past... This has been the more successful way, but that is involving a whole lot of other people that aren't me. So, for example, they don't take into account who's my quarterback, what's my offensive line, what's the weather, what's all of this, what's the momentum, what's the feel in the building, am I home or road? This just tells you that if this play was run a thousand times, 49% of the time we'd win and 47% of the time we'd win the other way. That's what it's telling you. It's telling you what's happened in the past. Mm -hmm. It cannot tell you what's about to happen. And I think a good coach has more of a finger on the pulse of his own team than that. Again, the number of times we're talking about here does not equal that. So, football is running these, I assume you would know this better than mm-hmm. I would. I assume they're running these models based on numbers that don't actually exist, which is to say, this play hasn't been run a thousand times. No. And not even close. No. This play's been run. 18 times, Mm -hmm. and we're now extrapolating over how it would work out if we ran it a 1,000 times. But it doesn't take into account everyone. Like, every quarterback in the NFL hasn't run that play. Every running back hasn't run that play. Every offensive lineman hasn't blocked that play. Like, in baseball, it has. There are so many plays in so many games that this applies to everyone equally. I don't think it applies to everyone equally in football.
2: And you definitely might be right about that. I just think ultimately so much of our resistance to this movement, if you will, is based upon years and years and years of us watching football a certain way and accepting that that was the right way. If we had been watching football for years and years and years and people had been going for it, and now all of a sudden they were kicking field goals and being more conservative, I'm guessing the same outcry would happen just because this is something that we are so used to and any deviation from that that does not work is automatically wrong when in fact that is not the case. Well,
1: there are two huge changes that have taken place. One, they didn't have a two-point conversion in football up until relatively recently was that now 15 years mm-hmm. 20 whatever it is so oh, that wasn't an option that mm-hmm. wasn't a decision coaches had to make because it, it, it only existed in college it didn't exist in the pros. 94 94 okay so it's longer than I thought but even so 25 years uh, it's, not, it's still not the majority of my lifetime watching the sport and it certainly isn't anywhere near the, the, the majority of the lifetime of the sport The other is that all the rules that have changed have changed to benefit offenses so that it is much likelier that you're going to convert a fourth down. It's also much likelier you're going to need more points to win games because the other team has the same built-in offensive advantages. So the game has changed to where these decisions get made. Like you would never have done this back in the day because the average game was going to be 17-60. You would take a field goal anywhere you could get one. Any point you could get was a big deal. Um, and you would certainly never go for it on your own side of the 50 or anything like that. So the, the game has changed a lot. It makes it interesting. Anyway, let's finish up with the Monday Night Preview here. It's presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. We've got two games to pick.
0: Hashtag KOD. K-O-D. The kiss of death.
1: All right, so there's two games. The first one is going to be Raiders at Browns. I've told you already that no Case Keenum and no Baker Mayfield. There was some hope that either or both of them might test out of the COVID protocol. They did not. So it's going to be Nick Mullins for Cleveland. That line has been insane,
2: right? What did it do? So when we started the show, the Browns were a three-point favorite. The news has since broke that both Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum will be out, and the line has swung five and a half points in favor of the Raiders. The Raiders are now a two and a half point favorite on the road which tells me that Vegas expected one of those quarterbacks to be cleared or at least they were hedging for that don't you yes oh, obviously
1: for, for a line to move that much wow. uh, regarding players who are not great players but it is the, the starter and the backup uh, I love Cleveland uh, and you're going to give me I was good I was willing to give you the three points as wow. I told you earlier mm-hmm. today I love Cleveland on this spot the uh, official KOD pick is give me Cleveland plus two and a half at home tonight with Nick Mullins against the Raiders. Uh, what's the And the other game is Vikings-Bears. What is the number on that?
2: Minnesota is a six-and-a-half point road favorite and the public. More than o- almost three-fourths of the public money is on Minnesota.
1: Giving six-and-a-half? Mm-hmm.
2: That's a, that's a big number. Too much. Bears looked pretty good last week, didn't the they?
1: Ba- the Bears and, and Justin Fields and no Thielen, or at least he's questionable, right? Thielen is banged mm-hmm. up. I will take the Bears, the official KOD pick, Bears plus the six-and-a-half tonight at home. So we're taking points, enjoy the double dip, and we'll see you tomorrow here on ESPN Radio.
0: Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN Plus. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.